Productions presents Laugh, Literature and Film. Welcome back, intrepid listeners. Mm. I am Mr. Two Frames, one of the hosts of Laugh. Uh, before we kick off another edition of the weekend entertainment edition of Laugh, a.k.a. We Laugh, I need to introduce my podcasting partner, The L Train. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? Doing well. I like it. Uh, we are here with Laugh number 31. It's a We Laugh episode for the April 3rd weekend. Or chuckle. It's a chuckle. It's just a chuckle? Yeah, that's what a wee laugh is. Chuckle. Okay. Well, there's one major release and then a, um, a slightly smaller release this weekend, would you say? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's slow. Well, it probably is not going to be in 4,000 screens. but It's not being publicized as much. But to start off, the big release this weekend is Furious 7, uh, the Paul Walker. Uh, Vin Diesel. Vin, Vin Diesel, thank you. Uh, feature film, the seventh in the Fast and Furious series. Uh, originally, this movie was supposed to come out on July 11th, 2014. Unfortunately, Paul Walker died, and they had to go back and redo a bunch of the movie. They brought in his brothers as body doubles and mm-hmm. did a whole bunch of like CGI face Yeah, they're really mum on that, aren't they? They're not talking much about how they recaptured the, his images. No. I mean, it, some of it, I mean, it's it's a little gruesome, a little... Sad. You see that movie, The Congress? No, it's on my list. All right, so that deals with someone, uh, an actress, being scanned and giving up her image for perpetuity. Robin Wright Uh, Penn. Right. So she plays like a version of herself, and I guess that the studio is pretty close to being able to do that, as they've proven with this uh, Paul Walker experiment, Furious Seven, and scaring a lot of people. I mean, apparently. Quite a bit of the film has a CGI Paul Walker in it. Yeah. But they're not trying to let us know ahead of time which scenes it is, what they had to redo. You think that's because it's maybe really bad? No, I think it could be pretty good. I mean, judging from what they've done with other CGI dead characters, I mean, years ago there was the beer commercial with John Wayne. Yeah, but that was just taking existing uh, footage and putting someone else in there and having them act against it. So you can direct the actor the way you want to. Yeah. This other one they're using, it seems like you're having to use a lot of computer imagery in order to replicate a live person. I think that's really difficult. It's got to be Could difficult. Be. Um, they did Bruce Lee a couple of years ago for like a Reebok thing, commercial. Though. Yeah, but that looked pretty good. Uh, more current stuff, The Social Network, where Arnie Hammer plays both of the twin brothers. Right, but the, those are all different scenarios than what you're, what I think we're scared of which is if you take the image of john wayne and put him in a new movie that so you can make him do whatever you yeah, want yeah now you're making it you're making him interact and he acts in ways that john wayne wouldn't maybe yeah i just think that they're building up to this and technology what? and being able to do it and i think the first time a company takes this leap is when an actor dies halfway through the movie and they kind of have to do it because they don't want to scrape uh, or scrap a $150 budget. $150? $150 million. <laughs> okay, budget. I was yeah, about yeah. to say, they might want to spend $150. They wouldn't care about $150. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at what point does an actor's visage and image become public domain? Like, how far, like, if you went back and pulled Charlie Chaplin, there's not a whole lot of people that are going to be getting upset. Maybe, well, I mean, like, 
Obviously, his wife won't be because she's probably mm-hmm. dead now, I would assume. How far uh, back can you go? Yeah. I thought copyright laws now, you get to hold on to your works for like 80 years. Yeah, but I'm or talking something. about yourself, your image, just who you are, like what you are and what you represent. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think the laws. Murky, complicated have been legal written. area. Yeah. So, all right. Well, so you're going to go see Fast and Furious 7? Probably not. I've caught all of them on, uh, this is called Furious 7. I've caught all of them on Blu-ray or on HBO. I I think at this point, you either know if you're the type of person who goes to see these movies in theaters. I would be surprised if there are people who haven't seen the first six in theater, any of the first six. They wouldn't be able to follow it, (laughs) obviously. Well, the weird thing is this does jump around in time, this series. This movie is actually the sequel to the third movie, Tokyo Drift. Isn't that the one they tried to, like, eliminate as part of the canon? I thought there was one where they rewrote the scenarios so that these characters are going in different. Yeah, well, they they tried, and then Vin Diesel comes in, and the third one at the very end makes a cameo, and that guy, everyone, excited to see him back in the series, and his movie career wasn't doing well with Babylon AD and the one where he plays the nanny. Hmm. So he comes back, and they do three more Fast and Furious movies. They do great. And at the end of the sixth one, they cut to a scene from the third one, and you realize mm-hmm. these movies have all taken place before the third one. Well, all right. Vin Diesel said this is going to be the movie uh, that wins Best Picture Oscar. <laughs> he said you might as well just stop making movies now. Th- this is it. He's that convinced. Wow. The interesting thing is this is being released in IMAX here in America, it's not being released in 3D, but in some Latin American Ooh. countries and in Russia, it's being released in 3D. Hmm. Wow, that's, that's uh, bizarre, but that bodes well for me because I don't like 3D. Will you be going to see this? Mm, no. Mm-mm. No, no. I haven't seen any of the Fast and I admire the people that will, though. I have no problem with them. I had a uh, friend of the show, J. Josh C., <laughs> said uh, that he was embarrassed to admit that he was getting excited about it. This is a week ago. And I said, why? He goes, well, because I know that, you know, you're a big film guy and you're really into film and this probably doesn't really qualify. And I'm like, sure it does. Yeah. Take anything that makes you uh, entertained. I mean, you got cars jumping out of airplanes. That looks entertaining. And if you're into that sort of thing, then... Oh, and definitely later this month, we're going to be talking about another car movie that comes out. Mad Cars Max. Cars 3? <laughs> is that? Okay. Mad Max Fury. It's Road, a, it's I a, it's, it's a, I mean, the cars are a vehicle to uh, communicate a plot line, right? It's well, not a car movie necessarily, is it? From what I've heard, earlier reviews are, it's pretty much just one long chase sequence. Right, but that, for I an guess hour and a half, I'm talking about like which sounds amazing. I'm talking about like gearheads are jazzed up about Furious Seven. I don't think gearheads are going to be jarred up or jazzed up about Mad Max Fury Road. It would be awesome though if it started a new movement in the car enthusiast <laughs> industry, where instead of you know redoing your car and lifting it, putting NOS in it. Just rip it apart. Yeah, you, you redo it, it so it looks like a car from Mad Max. Four different How scared tires. would you be if you were on the highway and you see three of those cars coming after you? Pretty scared. I'd jump on the hood of my car and have them chase me for two and a half hours. 
be I'm awesome. looking forward to that movie. So if, if you want something quieter, what's the other release this week? Well, this is a this is an experiment in counter programming, I think, because uh, you know what the biggest movie of two thousand and nine was? Mm, no, The Dark Knight. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Shame we didn't just have this conversation right before the show. Yeah. It's also a shame that that's probably yeah, maybe one of your favorite movies of all time. It's up there. It's in the top 10. Yeah, one of the best movie going experiences. All right. Well, Definitely. Dark Knight, best selling movie of uh, 2009, the best selling musical of all time up until that point was Mamma Mia. <laughs> Released on the same weekend. Wow. Yeah. Huh. There's a reason that this movie that's coming out this weekend with Helen Mirren and Katie Holmes, The Woman in Gold, is coming out this weekend. <laughs> I think I just said a convoluted thing. My point is, this is counter-programming to Furious 7. And there's a reason that this movie is showing up now as opposed to a week from now, or this type of movie seems to be a prestige, has that prestige veneer where it would normally be showing up at the end of the year or, you know, it wouldn't be showing up necessarily in uh, early April. I think they're, I think both movies are taking uh, advantage of it being Easter weekend. A yeah. lot of schools are off this week or they're about to be off, so kids are able to go to the movie theaters. Well, I don't think any kids are going to be going to see The Woman of Gold. But also a lot of families, you know, they want to do some family activity. Let's go to the movies. Mom you kids can go, go watch. Here. Yeah, <laughs> you kids can. go watch Fast and Furious. The parents will go see <laughs> you Lady kids, including the dad. <laughs> you go in there. I'll, yeah. Mom's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I think that that's probably why they decided to release the movie this weekend. Anyway, it, it stars a uh, octogenarian Helen Mirren mm-hmm. is uh, trying to reclaim a lost piece of art. Um, she's a Jewish heiress, and the art piece in question is the titular Woman in Gold by Gustav Klimt. Somehow the Nazis got a hold of it. And she has to, and it wound up in the Austrian uh, archives or somewhere. I don't know. Who cares? It's a true story. I suppose this woman cares. And I suppose some of our listeners might care, but I don't care. And I won't be going to see it. Anyway, uh, she goes and she tries to read. I guess Ryan Reynolds is uh, her lawyer. Her lawyer. He's trying to bring her into the, or he's trying to. Win back win the art piece from her. the government yeah. because they're deeming it now a national treasure. Uh, directed by Simon Curtis, who had last or two years ago came out with uh, My Weekend with Marilyn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I remember or that I saw listed on IMDb that he had done that anyone would have heard about. So, once again, another two movies that we won't. Be planning on seeing in the uh, theater. I could see myself going to see The Woman in Gold, actually. Really? I could see my wife wanting to go see it. And wow. I, I like all the people that are acting in it. I never got the Helen Mirren thing. I like her in some things. She seems a bit funny. I, I kind of like the trailer. Mm. I didn't like her in Red. I like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I like him in the smaller Type, movies he does. Typecast as a, as a lawyer here. 
Yeah, I like that he's doing this, and his next movie is Deadpool. You like Katie Holmes? Yeah, yeah. So you liked her over, um, it was it Joan Cusack? Who, who was it that became the, uh, uh, the love interest for Batman? Oh, that was... Uh... In the Dark Knight. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not Katie Holmes. It's not Joan Cusack. But it's uh, some Gyllenhaal. Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal's uh, sister. sister, Maggie. Maggie, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, so you'll be staying home. What will you be watching from home then? What, what would well, be? My Amazon Prime pick of the week. This year, this past year, there were two films that were near the top. Blue Room was one of them. And regular listeners will remember that I chose instead against, it was an underdog pick. Against all uh, expectations that came out of the blue for everyone on the Laffy's Award Show, this was my number one film from last year, The Rover. Ooh, good pick. Yep. David Michaud's uh, post-apocalyptic vision of a man on a mission to get his car back. (laughs) Starring uh, Guy Pierce as Eric and Robert Pattinson, that that vampire guy as Ray and uh, Scoop McNary is in this as well. He's, he's becoming more popular. That guy, I like all the three of these actors I actually kind of like Robert Pattinson. I didn't see those vampire movies, maybe one of them. Yeah. So I don't have anything, you know, I don't have any animosity towards him. Uh, this was written by Joel Egerton. I like Joel Egerton or Edgerton. Yeah. Edgar, Edgar. He was the best part of Great Gatsby. I like his performance as Tom. Mm, he makes Tom a sympathetic uh, character. Being the best part of the Great Gatsby is sort of like being the tallest midget. No, no, I, I think you're All missing right. the boat on uh, Fair Great enough. Gatsby. But you don't like Boz Lerman films in general, right? Uh, I haven't seen David Michaud, the director of this other um, his other work, Animal Kingdom, but I have it, and I'm going to be checking that out. That's probably what I will be watching. Uh, instead of Furious 7 or The Woman in Gold. Fair enough. Well, uh, The Rover is my Amazon Prime pick of the week. I like it. Yeah. What else can you do? Well, if you don't have Amazon Prime and you're not getting your movies for free, you can always go by Redbox and pick up Interstellar, which just got released, uh, starring Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, and Jessica Chastain. This is the... Movie where Earth is dying and we send out a team of explorers to go find a new planet for us to inhabit. Okay. Uh, it was directed by Christopher Nolan, whom we're both real big on. We were both excited about this film. We actually did a review of the film back on Laugh Number 3, if people want to go back Ooh, and listen to that review. Early archives. Yeah, I mean, we were split on the movie. It's not the greatest movie. I don't think it made anyone's top ten list, but it was an honorable mention, I think, for all of us. It's worth a watch. So I would recommend that if you're going by Redbots. But I also have one movie I want to recommend. It. I can't tell the listeners anything about it, though. If you have Netflix, you, <laughs> Get can, it. you can watch this movie for free streaming. It's called um, The One I Love. All right. So I can't tell you anything about it other than it stars Elizabeth Moss, uh, the daughter from West Wing, Jed Bartlett's youngest daughter. She was also on Mad Men. It's a great movie. You don't want to know anything about this going in. All right. This is my blind pick of the week. All right. So, so. 
our listeners should be looking forward to that and other movies. Yep. So that was uh, laugh number 31, uh, the We Laugh for the April 3rd weekend. Neither of us are excited to go see Furious 7. We'll wait for it to come out. We were split on the lady in gold. Bull says he will probably be seeing it. Well, the woman in gold. The woman in gold? Yeah. yeah. You won't see the lady she, in gold. She's a lady to me. Yeah. Uh, so. That's the lady in red. La- yeah. Uh, lust, <laughs> lust pick of the week for Amazon Prime is the Rover. Mm. I'm saying if you're going by Redbox, pick up Interstellar. And on Netflix, you better be streaming the one I love. Well, you can also check and see if that's on uh, Amazon Prime. It's not. I did, oh, okay. I did check. You you would have to rent it, so I think nah. it's like four bucks. Yeah. But. All right. Well, good, good, good show. I thank you, L Train, for being here. Thank you and very much. This is Mr. Two Frames signing off. There be dragons. Pox at Bonham, everybody.